The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. From the frozen tundra of northern Canada to the sunny Gulf of Mexico, and right here in the heartland, welcome to the great outdoors. This is the KTRS Outdoor Show with Outdoors Dan, Dan Young, and Dan Brothers. KTRS Outdoor Show brought to you in part by our friends out at Number One Draft. Number One Gravelly Road in beautiful Benton, Missouri. Of course, we're talking about Danny Dennis Sporting Goods. Hope everyone's having a good Sunday night. James is running the boards. You want to call in? It's just you and I for the first hour. 314 931 5877. 314 98. I'm sorry. 314 931 5877 or toll free on the text line. Is that toll free, James? I don't. It's just whatever. Eight four one two six. Yeah, tech, uh, usually your whatever your text rates, message rates apply. Yeah. That, but is that considered a toll? I don't know if it is or not. I I don't know if you could say toll free with texting because that used to be phone thing only. <laughs> so I would just say standard data and message rates apply. Yeah, I just think that's rude, man. I'm just, yeah. yeah. Everything should be free. Don't get me started. Don't take man. it easy there, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Oh, it's so hard to shut up and be quiet. I'm telling you, I just, I'm trying to keep a promise and it's so hard. I'm just telling you. What's up, everybody? What'd you do this weekend? How you doing? How you feel? Everything good? Let me know. Go ahead, James. Oh, you want me to let you, I thought you were just talking to everybody, like you wanted people to call in or text you. Well, that'd be nice. Um, This weekend was pretty low key. We had uh, Friday night, they had a heart mart at the foundry down in historic st charles who went down there they had a lot of vendors set up for valentine's day stuff people were selling ceramics and crafts and plants and it was a fun time and we popped over to margo margo on north main street and had some really good tacos and margaritas and uh, that was our friday night well that sounds good what did i do this week so let's see uh raven and i went out to the farm and then had to take my polaris and go get that serviced and I uh, was talking to some boat people. Uh, I talked to Bob at the Bait Caddy. Thanks for everybody that uh, called in about the Bait Caddy last week. That was very nice of you. Bob said he, he got some activity from the Midwest, so appreciate all of that. And uh, I was trying to think what else I did. Oh, I went and shot. I, I bought a 10-millimeter. We talked about that last, last week, I believe. And I went out. Uh, one of my buddies bought a gun range, and I... I zeroed that puppy in at seven and ten yards, and I got to tell you, man, I'm pretty happy with that ten mil, that Glock twenty. I got a green dot on there, a green. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a green dot because it looks like a. It's not a dot. It's it's got. It looks like it's got a. Oh, what do you call it? Not the crosshairs, but reticle. It looks like it's a green reticle instead of a dot. And I'm just telling you, that thing shoots, man. I'm not the greatest shot with a with a uh, a gun. I'm okay. I'm you know, I'm would consider I wouldn't say I'm going to win any world championships or anything. But boy, I was driving tax with that with that reticle, man. 7 to 10 yards. I feel sorry for the fool that, that gets in my way. <laughs> I hope I never have to ever ever use it, but I'm telling you James, there's some crazy stuff going on in this country, man. It you got to protect yourself and you're you you can't count on somebody else protecting your, yourself anymore. There, our police officers are overworked, undermanned, and you just got to watch your six. That's what they always say. When seconds count, help is just minutes away. 
Well, that's just it, man. I tell you. So, anyway, that's about what I did. Shot my bow for a little bit. Started working on some turkey stuff. And, uh, yep, I got a couple more tripods set up and ready for, uh, what I'm going to use that for a second angle camera on one tripod. And I'll tell you one thing, um, I'm getting a lot of emails from folks that are, that are taking handicap hunters or, or that are disabled and leg room is a major premium for them in a ground blind, uh, especially if they have someone in one of those track chairs, those, uh, wheelchairs that look like a, a tank. It's got the, the tank tracks on the bottom. And even if you get a three- or four-person ground blind, those track chairs take up a lot of room. And people are still wanting to film their hunts and stuff. And, you know, so, you know, foot room or uh, tripods take up quite a bit of room uh, that you can't um, – if you got two or three people in there, you don't have a lot of leg room. So – I started. I just started answering some of these emails, and I said, "Well, there's several products out there, or seven things you can use. One of them actually has been out for a while, and um, and that's Fourth Arrow Camera Arms has got a, a deal, and it's called a Rexy Arm and a uh, and a pillar kit. And what that does uh, on a ground blind, it's got a hub style blind uh, panel. It's got four panels usually, and these uh, these hub blinds they push out." And they snap into position, and that's what keeps the blind uh, erect and tight. Well, these pillar kits, you slide those in the two rods and behind there, and then it's got like a little shelf, and you, you screw those, you screw that in, and then your monopod is like a, it's like a, uh, a, um, uh, like it's it's a tripod that's a mono, so there's just one leg, and you screw that on, and it's got a little clamp that that clamps down on that tray. And then your camera arm goes on top of that. But what's nice about that, it doesn't take up any leg room because it's all flush with the with the wall of your panel. And that thing's that thing's secure. It's not going to go anywhere. And it's got a, what's called a Rex arm that's about nine to ten inches long. So your camera sits on your Rex arm, and you can move that left or right. You can film behind you. Say like you want to pan the camera over to the hunter to the right, or you can turn it around. Uh, and you can point it towards yourself, push the push the arm out towards the opening of the blind and push it back if you want to do like an interview or do an opening. And then you can sw- swing it back and then you can go uh, 270 degrees in front of the blind, which is really, really nice for filming. But it just, it does not take up any uh, any uh, foot room at all. So if you if you have a couple kids that you take out or if you have someone that's disabled and is in a, a wheelchair or <clears throat> you just don't have a lot of leg room in your ground blinds, whether it's a hard side of blind or a uh, hub style uh, blind, you can use that uh, pillar kit with that mono arm and uh, that Rex arm. And just go to fourth arrow cameras or fourth arrow uh, dot com and uh, they will help you with that. So. Just telling you right now, man. There's some neat stuff. You know, you, they've got way they've got technology now that you just don't need to worry about stuff. Uh, it, James, you could probably use that in some of your adventures, actually. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. <laughs> I'm telling you, you could. Why is that not working? Okay, now that's really weird. My computer just went down. That's crazy. We got gremlins going on at the station. Nah, not that I'm aware of. Why? What's happening on your end? I don't know. It just, uh, it just kind of went dead on me. Oh, no, everything good. sounds fine. I didn't lose you at all. Huh? 
Well, that's kind of crazy. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let me take a quick break and see if I can get my computer back up because that's got my radio script and everything on there. So I'll be right back after these fine words from our sponsors. Back to the KTRS Outdoor Show on the Big 550 with Outdoors Dan, Dan Young, and Dan Brothers. All right, welcome back to the Big 550 KTRS. Finally got everything back up and running. That was weird. So uh, we talked a little waterfowl yesterday on the show with George Lynch, and uh, he was taking us all about the migration and up in uh, down in southern Iowa, and he was saying, uh, you know, just uh, just giving us tips on waterfowl calling and. Uh, that was kind of neat. I actually learned that, according to George, the uh, that snow geese are some of the smartest geese out there. And it's because they're the, one of the most hunted. They're hunted on the way down and hunted on the way back. And uh, they, they tend to get educated pretty quick. So that was a, that was a kind of a fascinating show. Anywho, anywho, so I don't know. We'll see what's going on. I uh, Raven and I cleaned out the garage today, so I got uh, <laughs> I found. Whenever I clean stuff uh, after it gets, if it warms up after it's been cold, because when you're when it's freezing out there, you don't want to go in the garage and mess with around. You just go, you know, do what you need to do and get in the house. And today I swept it out really good, and uh, man, I found my extra release. I found a couple turkey strikers. I got my decoy bags out. Um, I told you I was. Uh, I think I told you guys. I know I told the folks. I, I went ahead and I got some of my hens out, and I took the armor all and got those all shined up and stuff. So those are all ready to go. And I just I need to get my. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> James sent me a text. It was like a double whammy though. I got a I got a double ring there. That was weird. Um, I got the got the strikers and and I got my uh, little. Uh, whenever I don't uh, sit in a, a ground blind, and if I use like a if I get in between in some cedar trees or something, I'll take a little roll up blind and put that out in front of me, just to give me some extra cover to put my bow behind. And uh, I I got that out and checked it out and um, yeah, it was fun. It's that time of year to get started, get ready. It's going to be crazy because I mean. Next week, it'll be uh, second week of February already. And then, uh, you know, five, six weeks goes pretty quick, and then we'll be turkey hunting. So kind of crazy, kind of crazy. So other than that, uh, the, the, uh, I know a lot of folks are catching. Uh, it's catch, catch and keep urban trout season started on February 1st back home. So if you get a chance to go into the St. Louis area and uh, any of the lakes that are corresponding with the urban fishing programs, you can catch and keep them. You know, uh, Crondelet Park, there at the Boathouse in, in St. Louis, uh, January Washburn Lake in Ferguson, Coleman Park in Jennings, O'Fallon Park Lake in St. Louis, Susan Suzanne uh, Park Island there in, in Carp Lake, Tillis Park in South, uh, St. Louis County, Union City Lake in Union in Franklin County, uh, Walker Lake in Kirkwood, uh, Velasquez Park in Baldwin. I used to fish that. They, had, they used to have a decent fish in there. August Day Bush Conservation Lakes 3, 21, 22, 23, and 7. So just gives everybody a chance to go catch some trout. and they, You need to get them as much as you can because they're not going to live through the summer. As the water gets hotter, they, they expire. So they, trout can't handle that that high high warmer water, less oxygenated water, and they don't they just don't tolerate it. So... Get them and eat them. Da, 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 da. And opener, trout opener is March 1st, man. That's coming quick, too. 
I'm telling you, everything's going to be here before you know it. It's just crazy. Just crazy. James, you back yet? He's not back yet because he would have said something. I know what he went. He went and got him a cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, are you back? Okay. He's back. He just whispered in my ear. I got a new turkey head I'm going to use this year. I don't know what it looks like yet. Larry McCoy said that uh, they, they came out with a new one. I've been using one called a solid decap for a head hunter the last uh, three or four seasons. And uh, this one is supposed to be a little different, and uh, I'm anxious to do that. And So I'm, I'm hoping Larry gets me a copy or sends me a pick of one or something so I kind of know what I'm getting into. But uh, I got a little bit before we start turkey hunting. But uh, it, like I said, it'll be here before you know it, man. I've been shooting 10, 12 arrows a day just to keep my muscle memory up and, you know, uh, get that old gearhead bow cranking, and I'm pretty happy. The only one that's not happy is Raven. He don't like it when I shoot in the house. I don't, I've never had a lab that gets mad at me for shooting my bow in the house, James. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, I'd be upset about that too. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why would you be upset? It's quiet. It's just you draw back and, you know, it's no noise. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he got to make some noise if he's bugging him. No, it's but I don't know what his deal is. You know, Muzzy never cared about that. Neither did Bo. I don't. It's, he's the only lab that I've ever had a. He he just gets all of it. He gets an attitude. It's kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. So uh, goose season's going on. I know I talked to Philip Vanderpool and the guys. They were in Kansas filming for the Legends of the Hunt TV show that they're doing now. Uh, Legendary Outdoors. Maybe it's Legendary Outdoors. Uh, but they, uh, they went down and uh, got some water, uh, got some got some geese going. So that was that was fun. I have no idea what Dan's up to. I talked to my boat rigging people. They're, they're rigging my boat right now up in Minnesota, which is kind of nice. So that'll be done here pretty quick. I'll get a chance to go grab that here in a few weeks and uh, get, get the my numbers on and and uh, hopefully get some nice warm days and I can go break in my mo my outboard and I got to learn how to run the live scope and I got to learn how to set the filters and and uh, all that stuff all over again because it's been two years two two and a half years since I ran it and I'll be honest with you I remember some of just a little bit of it but uh, I'm gonna have to go I'm gonna do a that's the nice thing about YouTube you know what you can go watch those videos and just kind of do a brain reset and kind of get a refresher going and uh, it try it beats trying to read the manual <laughs> so i don't know i know i i know my colors i'm still i still like the bronze or the emerald green uh color uh, on the graphs i saw i could see my jig and my line better with those two colors than i could anything else I, so i did remember that but it's going to be interesting to get out there and do some fishing again so i'm looking forward to that you know, James, I don't know, you know, Raven's 100 pounds, so I, I don't know if I should get him a life jacket. Uh, Jenny's Jenny's kind of wanting me to get him a life jacket. He's a lab. He can swim. He's not he's sure. not a, he's not like a Mark Spitz swimmer, but he's a lab. He can swim and stuff. The problem is if I don't get him a life jacket and he jumps out in the middle of the lake and I got to go in after him, I, I don't. There's no way I'm going to be able to get that dog in the boat because I'm not going to be able to lift him out of the water with me in the water. Yeah. I'm going to have a hard enough time getting me out of the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to probably have to get him a life jacket. That way I can kind of troll over to him and and pull him in, you know. But uh, yeah, that's all I need to. 
outdoor communicator expires from drowning from couldn't retrieve his dog and get out of the water with him. <laughs> that, that would be what a way to go. Wouldn't that be a horrible way to go? He he's he's a mess, man. He's a mess. I got a hard enough time getting him in and out of the truck. Hmm. That's not fun. You ever try to push a hundred water, a uh, hundred pounds when you're in the water? No, and, I don't think you, I have. Yeah, it's not a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. You have no, you have no leverage. So I don't know. I can swim pretty good, but I'm getting old now, so I could still swim. I guess it's been a, it's probably been a year or two since I've been swimming, but not like it used to. I miss swimming a lot, don't you? James. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, don't you miss swimming? Uh eh. You don't go swimming? I mean, I do. I I I don't like I don't know if you'd call it I do swimming, I get in the pool and I kinda of paddle around, but I don't I don't huh. swim. You don't go down to the lake and jump in? We don't have a lake here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't you got a lake right by the house, man? Go jump in with the wife. Creepcore Lake, they don't allow swimming in it. <laughs> they don't? No. Why not? You can rent a paddleboard or you can rent a kayak, but they specifically say no diving, no swimming. So if you fall out of the kayak, they're going to give you a ticket? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's called swimming without a license. Oh, my brother. Are you kidding me? Oh, I'm not sure if they'd ticket you or not. I mean, I'm, I'm half kidding. Yeah, well, they got the fountain there at Westport Plaza. You know, I'm sure that'd be fun. And I know, and I've got a restraining order right now that I'm still working through in court. So. <laughs> Oh, so here's what we're going to do tonight. Um, my birthday is next Saturday. So I'm going to do something for you guys in honor of my birthday. So if you if you can call James and make sure you haven't won anything in the last 30 days, because, James, you're going you're gonna to have to email me the winner information, okay, like I okay. did last time? Yep. Okay. Just make sure you haven't won anything in the last 30 days. But uh, I can't think of anything nicer to give uh, somebody is a pair of Norlander alpaca socks right from out there at Norlander Sock Company in St. Peter's, Missouri. Uh, Steph and the gang do such a great job over there. They give my feet a treat because I wear them every day. Keep your feet nice and toasty and warm and comfortable. And So uh, for, for instead of you getting me something, I'm going to give you something for my birthday tonight, at least, at least somebody. Um, hmm. Should I make it hard or easy, James? Well, I mean, it's your birthday, so you want good karma on your birthday, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Okay. Make sure you text me the answer in case I don't know. <laughs> oh, do you want me to do that ahead of time? Well, yeah, that way I know if someone calls Wait. in, I'm like, uh, hang on, I think that might be right. Well, you're like the trivia king, man. You well, I know, on. but sometimes you do outdoor stuff, and I'm not sure which breed of turkey does this, and I uh, can't tell an Osceola from, uh, you know, whatever else, so... You want me to make it a turkey question? No, no, no. I was just saying I, I, there's there are certain answers I wouldn't know. So if you want to text me the answer to your question and then give the question, that way I'll I'll know when people call in. Okay. All right. I just texted uh, James the answer to the, tri the the trivia question. So as soon as I see, did you see it yet? I did. Okay. So uh, I've shot 90, and I'm bragging, folks, so please don't take it like I'm bragging. I've just, between doing the TV show for 23 years and and uh, everything i've been out bow hunting more than most people but as of this spring i'm at 95 turkeys with my bow uh before i start hunting of those 95 turkeys there's one subspecies of turkey i have shot one of and if you know the answer call james 
Just make sure you're 18 years of age or older and you haven't won anything in the last 30 days. But 314-931-5877, 314-931-5877, or the, uh, yeah, call it in because he's going to need to talk to you because you're going to need your email and shipping address and all that other fun stuff. So um, if you know the answer to that, I will tell you this. It's not a Gould or an Oscillated, okay? I've got a Grand Slam, but I don't have a World Slam. So of all the turkeys I've shot, I've only shot one subspecies of this bird or one of this bird. If you know the answer, call James, and I'm going to take a real quick break, and we'll see if we can get a winner before I come back on the Big 550. KTRS. Are we going to break? <laughs> he must be on the phone. Yeah, we, we got it. We got a call, uh, yeah. and the answer is not butterball. Uh, it's not butterball, no. But let's go take a break, and we'll be right back on the big 550 KTRS. Back to the KTRS Outdoor Show on the Big 550 with Outdoors Dan, Dan Young, and Dan Brothers. All right, welcome back to the Big 550. 314-931-5877. Just make sure you're 18 years of age or older and you haven't won anything in the last 30 days. There's there's four subspecies of turkeys in the U.S., okay? And I've, I've out of the four, there's one I've only gotten one of. The rest, The rest I've gotten multiple ones of. So if you know the answer, this is pretty, I think this is easy myself. If you know the answer, call James and say, tell him the subspecies of turkey. And you're going to win a pair of uh, 40, well, I don't know what, what are those, 30, 35 bucks for a pair of uh, pure Missouri. Uh, that's right, Steve, but you can't, I'm not taking the answer. You got to call the show, man. I'm not going to have you email me the answer. Um. <laughs> I think he's mad at me. <laughs> I did say call the show, right, James? You yeah. did, yes. Yeah, okay. All right. Now, I'm Three watching one... the phone lines, but no yeah. one's calling yet. Nobody's calling yet. Not yet. Must Three be too much four... of a stumper. 314-931-5877. Okay. 95 birds. Of all those birds, I've only shot in one of this one particular turkey. And it's it's in the States. So... If you know the answer, it's uh, to me. This is if you're a turkey hunter, you should know this in your sleep. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. It's not an eastern because easterns are what we have in in Missouri. Okay, it's so I'm not looking for an eastern. I've shot in hundred, well, not hundreds. I've shot plenty of uh, plenty of plenty plenty of easterns. So, I would say the majority of my 95 birds are easterns. It probably well, it might be a even split between them and another species. Or subspecies. But we're looking for the one I've only shot in one of with my bow. If you know the answer, call in. And we're going to give you a pair of nice, sweet, soft, comfortable, thermal-regulating Norlander socks from the Norlander Sock Company in St. Peter's. How about that, James? I To me, that's, you know, I mean, that's, to me, that's a great prize, man. I don't know. He <clears throat> he must be on the phone. I was watching. Uh, I I told you me and the kids like to watch. Uh, well, the kids don't even come over anymore. They're too old now. 
What are you doing? What are you doing, son? What are you doing, daughter? Oh, we're busy, Dad. Why don't you come over and watch Fingooly with your dad? Creature from the Black Lagoon's on. Uh, we're busy, man. we got plans. Yeah, I've hit the age where they, they just don't think it's cool to hang out with Dad anymore. Kind of makes me cry. That's all right. I still got Raven. I still got my lab. He's always happy to see me, especially if I pop up some popcorn. He lo- I never seen that dog loves popcorn. James, you get a call? No, he's on the phone. He must be getting information. All right. Uh, I told you about Denny's. They got they got fishing lures. They got fishing rods. They got spinning reels. They got bait casting reels. They've got uh, fly rods, fly reels. They've got boots, waders. They got shotguns. They got they got uh, sidearms. They're they're your one store outdoor shop. They got turkey broadheads, turkey shotgun shells. They got everything you need for your spring hunting and fishing adventures. You need a new crappie rod? Go see Denny's. You need some new crappie baits? Go see Denny's. They'll take care of you. Tell them Outdoors Dan sent you. Yeah, I wish I had the. Uh, I wish I had the. Uh, oh, what's the uh, Jeopardy music? Do 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 do. Is that Jeopardy? I haven't watched you. I haven't watched that stuff in so long. I can't even tell you. All right, I'm gonna wait for. Uh, I'm just gonna wait for James to buzz in my ear here. Saint Saint Charles Conservation's agent uh, wants you to know that they have a managed spring turkey hunt for you to register for. Uh, that uh, drawing results will be posted starting March 15th. So you can do that online during the February uh, February for the 2024 spring turkey managed hunt season. So you can apply now. Turkey hunting youth portion will be April 6th and the 7th with the regular hunting season starting April 15th. And it's going to run in Missouri through May 5th. Where are you at there, producer? Producer James? Producer James? <laughs> he really must be having an in-depth conversation. All right. Let me see here. I don't know. If you if you have not done a managed turkey hunt, that's a good one to do. I, I hunted bush once. It was nice. I saw I heard birds, saw birds. I didn't get one, but I had a guy cut me off. He called he called one away from me. He was a better caller than me. I admit it. He took the tom away. But it was still you know it was nice. It was so close to home. I was it was like twenty five minutes uh there and twenty five minutes back and but I you know, I did hear birds and I got to meet a couple of really nice people and, and had uh had a had a fun time. It's a good managed time. I deer hunted out there too. It was a good deer hunt too. Alrighty. All right, we have a winner. Really? I'm texting you his uh, email address now. Yeah, where are they from? He is uh, currently. He says they moved from St. Louis down to Lake of the Ozarks. He says they actually listen to the show every night via their computer. Oh, every Sunday been, night. They haven't missed a show in a couple of years. Well, that's exciting. Him and his wow. uh, him and his wife Megan. Wow. And you, do I have their info yet? I'm still typing it. As I'm talking to you, I'm typing it. No. What's his name? Kent Hensley. Well, way to go, Kent. Congratulations, man. Down at the Ozarks, huh? Yep, yep. Yeah, that's where my brother wants to retire. He wants to go down to the... The answer was Osceola, by the way. I've only shot one Osceola with my bow. Once was enough. <laughs> Too far to drive... Two, two, uh, I, I got, it was one of the nicest hunts I ever had because I hunted with Shaw Grigsby, my buddy, uh, the Shaw, the pro bass guy. 
and uh, I got to stay with him and Polly and in Gainesville and just just uh, super nice people. But uh, man, I just them turkeys just don't gobble like the, the, these. Give me an Eastern or a Rio anytime, and uh, and I'll go from there. Even a Merriam. Merriams are way more vocal. Actually, I kind of like Merriams. Uh, congratulations, Kent. That's awesome. Merriams are uh, they're kind of they're they're not they're probably the least wary of the th- of all the turkeys. You know, the Osceolas, you got everything in the swamp trying to eat them, which I totally get why they shut up when they hit the ground. All the snakes and alligators and everything else. Uh, Rios are pretty vocal. Easterns are just smart and cagey birds, man. They they learn quick. Easterns, I think Easterns are the hardest ones to, to shoot, in my humble opinion, because I just think that they're smart birds, man. I've had a lot of Easterns make, make a fool out of me. <laughs> had me in tears a few times. <laughs> I, I feel bad for the person that called in and said butterball. You know, I wish I could have gave him something for that. But I already opened my yapper and said they had to know the, the answer I sent you. You know you what did. I? You, yes, you it, did. You already said that. Yeah. Do you remember when I, I was doing outdoors traditions? Huh? What you had to what now? Do you remember when I was doing Outdoors Traditions TV Before on Fox? Before my time, Daniel. Was it really? Yep. Wow. Okay. Because if, I don't remember what seat. We were on 20 years on Fox Sports Midwest. But uh, one, I got I got skunked. I, it, was like, it was like early in the seat, the early in the show season. That's season two or three. And uh, I told my camera guy, he worked for CBS, for uh, CBS News, because I was doing an outdoor segment, uh, outdoors dance segment on the morning news on the, the CBS affiliate up here in Des Moines when I first moved up here. And I said, come on. He goes, where are we going? I said, we're going to go to the grocery store. So I, I, I took my bow and I took, I, I, I went inside and I asked to see the manager. I said, listen, this, I'm outdoors Dan with a case, uh, channel eight news. And I said, I'm, I'm doing a thing for outdoors traditions TV. I said, do you mind if I come in here and, and do kind of a little funny bit real quick? He goes, what do you, with your, you got a bow? I said, yeah, I got my, he goes, no, that's all right. Just, you know, you're not going to take your arrows out or anything. I said, nope, I'm just going to carry my bow in. And uh, I had the camera guy come right on my, over his, over his, he was on over my shoulder. He, so he was right on my back and, uh, we walked into the store. I'm in full camo walk, walk through, go right to the frozen foods, uh, to the freezer section. And there's butterball turkeys right there, James. And I took my Turkey, I put my pack down. I took my Turkey tag out. Picked me out a big old butterball turkey. I slapped that Iowa tag on there, and I, I went back to the register, and I, I bought the turkey. And I said, there you go, folks. There's my blankety-blank uh, turkey ah. for this year. I am no longer ta- I'm no longer tagless. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I did tag a butterball, but uh, it doesn't See, There you go. So it was a lie. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do some stupid stuff. Yeah, I see. I thought that stuff was funny. You know, I I had a few people say, oh, "I can't believe you did that," and then I had a lot of people say they thought that was hilarious. You know, yeah. no tag, no tag suit for this boy. I I got me a big one, twenty four pounder, already cleaned. So seven forty four and some change. Let me take a real quick break. I'll be right back on Big Five Fifty KTRS St. Louis. Back to the KTRS Outdoor Show on the Big 550 with Outdoors Dan, Dan Young, and Dan Brothers. All right, welcome back to the Big 550. I just talked to our winner. Very, seemed like very, very, very nice people. Appreciate that. Always appreciate our listeners. So there you go. 
gave back on my birthday. Well, it's not my birthday now. I don't know. Not looking forward to this one, James. This one's going to hurt. Yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to, I don't know. Uh, I think I should dye my hair purple or. (laughs) I guess you could. That would be a look. I could go Viking. (laughs) Yeah. That would certainly be a look. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know what my, I don't know what the wife and the dog and the kids would say. You know, it's bad enough turning sixty, but then to be then I turned almost in the same same month. I'm sixty and a grandpa all at once. It's just man, it's a lot to take. The good thing is I'm going to have me another fishing and hunting buddy, so that's a good thing. Got to take the good with the bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what they say. Yeah. Well, you're still a kid yet. You don't even know yet. It goes quick though, man. You're going to be you're going to wake up and like what? Well, that, so, that that ship has sailed. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember when we got the Rams uh, on the Big Five Fifty a long time ago when we were going to be the uh, broadcast rights and stuff. And uh, I got to go to a uh, to a, uh, a football party, and uh, Jimmy Hart and Dan Deardorff were there. And I, I was, and I grew up idolizing Jimmy Jimmy Hart. I love Jimmy Hart. And Jim Hart, I'll never forget this. He was standing there with Mr. Dorsey and stuff, and I was just, I was just listening. Frank Opinion was there. I'm pretty sure Frank was there. But Jim says, "Yeah, I can't believe I'm, I'm this age." I go, he goes, "In my mind, I'm still 20." And I, I, you know, and it didn't hit me until like three, four years ago. And then I thought about that, and I'm going, "I know exactly what Jim Hart was saying." It's like in your, in your mind, you're still 25, 30 years old, but the body just ain't responding. <laughs> God bless you, Jimmy Hart. Boy, the cardiac cards, man. Were you were you old enough to would you remember them when the football cards were here? Vaguely. Yeah, boy, my dad loved. He loved Conrad Dobler and uh, Dan Deardorff. My dad, he 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 just loved them. I'm telling you, Conrad Dobler, man, he was. He talked about biting guys in the. <laughs> He'd be tackling them and biting them on the on the knee and stuff. You gotta love a guy that goes the extra effort, you know. You know, help out the team. Can you imagine them guys playing in today's today? Then they'd be thrown <laughs> out of the they'd be thrown out of the game in the first quarter. Oh, crazy, 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 crazy. Are you having a super? Are you having a? Are we, are we allowed? Can you say that on the air without getting in trouble? I think you have big, to say big game just to be safe. Okay. Are you doing a big game party next week? I'll be here working. Oh well, I guess we'll be too. Yeah, I haven't heard different because we're not carrying the game, are we? No, we're not. Yeah, well, we'll talk hunting and fishing then. That's fine. That's all right. No big, no big, no big plans for that. Man, I can't believe. I just, I just can't believe. I'm so excited to go crappie fishing and uh, walleye fishing. I got, uh, I got. Um, you don't know what this is, folks. Have you ever seen this thing? It's called a. It's like a big red uh, container cylinder and uh they call it a trophy trough and you 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 put it in your boat or carry it with you and you put your fish in it it's like a it's like a big cylinder thing you throw your your fish and it measures your fish but where they can't be flopping around so if you get a big northern or walleye or or, you know a big catfish you can put that in that thing it's like a big cradle and uh man i was i was looking at that today and i i got it notch where i had my 29 and my 30 inch walleyes and it's like, man, I can't wait for the end of May and June to get out there and start jigging again. That's going to be, it's just, it's so much fun to get out there and hear the loons. 
You like you know what a loon sounds like, James? I can't say that I do. Really? You don't know what a loon call sounds like? No. Uh, it's got to be one of the neatest song uh, birds on that you'll ever uh, that you'll ever hear uh, uh, when you're out there. Let's see, yeah, let me see if I got it here real quick. Hang on. Oh, okay. You hear that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, man, when you're out there fishing and you hear that, they, they are just the neatest birds, man. They'll dive under the water and come up right by your boat because they, they fish. They dive and get fish and stuff. But, um, And they go, to the, they go to the same lakes every year. They return to where they, they nest and stuff. And uh, but man, I I love hearing them loons and they, they do a I can't do the other I can't do the sound but uh, they make they make two really cool sounds. So yeah, I if it wasn't so bleeping cold up cold up there in the winter, I'd I'd move to Minnesota. I love going, I love the fishing and the hunting up there and it's so beautiful and but I just I don't know if I can handle the winters, man. Because I'll call home to I'll call home to mom and Rick in in Washington. And uh, and I'll tell them. Oh, did you say twenty seconds already? Oh my gosh, have I been yapping that long? Well, we'll be right back on the Big Five Fifty KTRS St. Louis. You don't go anywhere. No flippy floppy. We'll be right back. From the frozen tundra of northern Canada to the sunny Gulf of Mexico, and right here in the heartland. Welcome to the great outdoors. This is the KTRS Outdoor Show with Outdoors Dan, Dan Young, and Dan Brothers. All right, welcome back to the KTRS Outdoor Show, our number two. Thanks to everybody for tuning in, making us part of your weekend. We do appreciate that. Mary, uh, Mary Ellen, tell the beak, Mary Lynn, tell the beagle, we're sorry. I'm sorry. Apparently, the loon call and the beagle did not did not go well. Hey, Daniel, what's up? Oh, buddy, I don't know. The phone uh, didn't ring, and James had to text me, but we've got some monster storms coming across the Gulf of Mexico, so gosh only knows what's happening. Yeah, it's supposed to be storming out in California, too. Yeah, that's what they say, so that means it'll get here next week sometime. You know, we I, I was out with some natives tonight, uh, and I don't mean American Indians. I mean people that are from Florida. Native and Americans. they told me this is the worst winter that they have in that they can remember. It's because so they let you. Here we are. Well, it's because they let you Yankees come down here, and you know you need snowbirds. Yeah, they, they call get. us snowbirds, and they don't like us. Some of them. <laughs> you need to get your butt back <laughs> north, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been pretty nice up there by you too. So uh, you know, yeah. I mean, at least in at least in Missouri, it's been pretty nice. Yeah, it was 50. It's been 40s. It was cold yesterday. It was like 34, 35, and then today it was like 50. So I, I got out a couple uh, baby back ribs and put some of my secret rubs and marinades out there with some cookies flavor enhancer and put them on the grill. And I tell you, Raven was in heaven, man. <laughs> I'll bet. Yeah. You know, I gotta... it's still one of my favorite restaurant commercials of all times was I want my baby back, baby back. And I, I don't know why, you know. Stupid people, they get a commercial that resonates and it works, and then they got to change it and do something else. Yeah, that dog, man, i got to fend him off with a stick when I make ribs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he likes them that much, huh? Yeah. Hey, I got to, I had to go. Uh, well, I didn't had to go. I got to go and shoot my uh, that 10-millimeter Glock 20 I told you I bought. Uh, I got that, I got that uh, green reticle dot uh, sight on there. 
And mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine bought a, a, a one of the gun ranges up here in Des Moines. He's uh, I work with him on his other store. And I went out there, and I haven't shot. That's the first time I shot that one, but I haven't shot a handgun in a while. And uh, I put that target out there at seven yards. And then, uh, man, that reticle, that, that, that green reticle or green dot, uh, I'm okay at open sights. We've talked about this before. I'm okay. I'm not going to set the world on fire. But you, with that, with that green reticle dot, I'm I'm like Arnold Schwarzenegger, man. I'm just I was putting <laughs> I was putting rounds in holes, and I mean I was I I took the the target home with me, and and Danny came over. I said, Hey, go uh, go look at that that uh, target out there. He goes, Is that you? I said, Yeah. He I go I, here. You want me to sign it for you, son? I'll, you can have it. He goes, no, Dad, I don't want your sighting ends. I say, I go, look at, look at that, man, look at the group, and the old man still got it. That that green reticle dot, Dan, is awesome. They are, you know. There's no doubt about it. I, I wish I could still see the red. I can't see red anymore because of my vision issues. Yeah. But I can see the green, and I I absolutely love them. I mean, I just I've got one on a Ruger 1022, and that thing is more fun. Than you can imagine, because for one thing, you shoot it with both eyes open. You don't have to close one eye. Right. You know, the, the the dot stays in the same spot no matter where your face is, which is beautiful for a handgun, um, and even more beautiful er probably for a muzzle loader or a or a shotgun. Yeah, uh, I was I was I was very very happy with that. Uh, so next time I go shoot, I'm going to take my 44, that Smith and Wesson uh, 69, uh, that five that five shot i'm gonna go sight see how i do with that at seven yards but uh yeah it was it was fun to shoot for a half hour i enjoyed it well you know seven yards is a is a bear shot so to speak you wouldn't well, want to shoot a bear any further or you go to jail you know but uh be surprised put that thing out to 30 40 yards and, and you'll be shocked as how good you are with it uh, seven to ten is fine with me. I figured that's about the most I'm going to have to worry about anything happening, or you know, if a bear gets that close, I'm going to, you know, God forbid I ever have to shoot, you know, in self defense. But uh, I, I was I was pretty happy, man. Yeah, I'm not pretty... even talking about that when you get so old that you can't draw that bow back. And I'm speaking from experience. You may want a handgun hunt because you can do that up there with that 10 millimeter in uh, illustrious uh, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And you, you would, I'll tell you what, that is a deadly deer combination. That 10 millimeter would have, uh, east side on it. You'd be surprised. I was talking to some crossbow people this weekend. I got some crossbow questions because you know me, I've, I already flipped the switch to Turkey in January 1st. I already started thinking about spitting and drumming, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, uh, I had a couple people, uh, Tony Casey, I think is their name. And he said his his uh, wife has she just has a hard time holding her crossbow up because it's six pounds and it's uh, she it she can't hardly hold it steady. I said, well, they make uh, final uh, fourth arrow camera arms um, make some really good stuff. Uh, they, they've got a company called Final Rest. It's called a grip and rip or a flex and rip, and you just put that on a, a regular little tripod deal and you can pack it in, pack it out. It's real super light, but you lay your you can use your shotgun or your muzzle loader or your crossbow. You lay that in that in that little grip thing, and she doesn't have to hold it anymore. She can just put her put her face up to where she anchors, and uh, and just just press the trigger and go. I mean that thing's going to hold it steady and it's going to improve her accuracy and she's not going to have any fatigue with it. Do they make those for a tree stand? Do you know? They do. You can. Uh, they've got mounting brackets where you can put it on a side rail. If you got a ladder stand, uh, it's got a side rail that uh, you know the gun rails. You know what I'm talking about? 
they, yeah, they they've got that little like uh, it it wraps you 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 pull it up over you or over up and over you when you get into the stand. It'll fit it'll fit on ground blinds if you shoot out of a hard sided blind or a uh, a hub style blind. They've got a product called I just talked about this the first hour. Um, it's called a um, a, a pillar kit fourth arrow camera arms, folks. And it just, it's got a little plate that goes in between the, behind the hubs. And, and then you, you, you screw that on and it secures in between, between those hub rods. And then you have a little shelf that you take your monopod, which is like a, like a, um, a tripod, but it's just one, one leg. And you screw that on that shelf. And then you take your head and you screw that, the head on to the monopod and then your rip and grip or your, uh, your flexing rip, uh, goes right there and it's it's right there at the very opening of the blind all you got to do is just get into it put your eye on your reticle and squeeze the trigger and go um it's 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 really made for people that don't that can't hold their weapon up for a long time or if they're shaky you know they got a little shake going on um that thing's a dream man and it'll work in a stand ground blind whatever if you're shooting off the ground you can take that monopod and use it on there and, and use it as a, a stabilizing rod and, and just put your, your crossbow or your shotgun on it in that flexing, uh, flexing rip or grip and rip. And uh, it, they're nice, Dan. They work really well. I'm actually going to give away one of those on my Iowa show next week. Well, let me tell you something, Dan. It's not just about if you can't pull something up. Uh, I shoot off of one, and it's all I shoot off of. I, I use the tripod version. And because I've got a big stand that I sit in, so I got plenty of room. Now, if it's in a ground blind, what you what you said would be awesome. But the main reason to use them is you cannot hold steady. If you have a seven or an eight pound rifle, there is no way you can shoot offhand and hold the. You know, on a deer, you're taught whether you're uh, hunting with a bow or whatever weapon you're hunting with, you got to pick out a hair and shoot at that hair. And you can't hold a heavy rifle. I don't care if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger again. You hold one steady enough. With that clamp on either your center fire rifle, your like my the problem I got my muzzle loader weighs twelve pounds. Mm-hmm. I can't hold that. I can't hold it steady. It's not about holding it up. It's about holding it steady. And the same way with my crossbow, I, I put all three of them on there, and my groups, no matter what I'm shooting, have Im- improved something fierce. As, as a matter of fact, I go to the rifle range a lot just because I like to shoot. I like to practice, and and I like to test different loads and different rounds and sometimes different guns and different loads and different rounds. And I'm shooting off that, that screw, you know, you, you, you screw it, 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 the clamp screws onto your weapon. In other words, and the front end of it is, is held steady and you control the back end to move it left, right, up or down or whatever. And then of course your trigger. Well, I don't shoot off of sandbags anymore, Dan. I use that clamp to shoot off of everything, and I can't believe how much better my groups uh, have increased since I started doing that. Yeah, I mean, well, like I said, that with uh, that flex and rip, I mean, it's just like two pliable Vs, one in the front and one in the back, and your weapon just slides in, in there, and you can open that or flex them tighter on your weapon or whatever you need it, but they're super light to pack in and pack out. And, uh, you know, it just, it just makes you more of a, uh, more versatile and more accurate of a shot, but they've actually got, I mean, some even different systems now where they've got roll bar kits, uh, uh, fixed blind kits, blind ladder stand adapters. They got one, it's got a swing arm on it. So you can shoot 270 degrees. It just, 
you put it in in the uh, yoke system. You put your weapon in there, and I mean, you can move it. It's like a camera arm. You can move that thing all over the place. It's crazy what you can do with those final rest systems. Now you really stumped me. Uh, you know, to me, a roll bar keeps you from batting your head when you turn your jeep over. But what's a roll bar? Well, like on your Polaris, you know, like how you got your stabilizer bars on on what your roof oh, goes up to okay. your roof. You yeah, those on are there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you you can clamp it on there if you if it's legal for you to shoot off your ATV or your Polaris. They call that a roll bar. That's what you know. You got one on each side. You can. They got a clamp system for that. I know they use them in Texas quite a bit. But if you ever go to finalrest.com, folks, you can see everything I just said. Yeah, I mean, they got really neat videos, and uh, it's amazing what they're doing with technology now. You stumped me because you meant a roll bar rest and i was thinking about a roll bar on some kind of a final armrest and i i I couldn't figure that one out so the visual in my mind was totally different than what you were describing no you're okay well that's just what they call it i you know most people maybe some people call it a windshield bar or or, you know because your windshield your windshield clamps onto that bar too on a polaris it's the same bar system uh but um they call it a roll bar kit is what they call it so and they're all made well, in the states, which is nice. I'll confirm that they work. Yeah, no, they're good, man. They're good. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I'll be sixty next Saturday. I I just gave away a pair of Norlander socks for my birthday. It was nice of you. Now I figured, you know, spread the wealth, right? So absolutely. And, and we had a we had a really nice longtime listener. Uh, his name is. Uh, let me see if I still got it here. Kent Hensley. Uh, he, he just, they live down at the Lake of the Ozarks now, but they said they've been listening, uh, for a long, long time. So we appreciate that very much. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm in Turkey mode big time right now. And I had a bunch of, uh, people that take, uh, uh disabled or ki- a lot of kids, uh, where leg room is a big concern. And, uh, we were talking about those monopod systems and pillar kits for the hub lines because, that way you don't have to use a tripod. Everything's up on the hubs of the blinds, and it frees up all that leg room, which is nice. That is nice. That's a great feature. Yeah. Well, you would appreciate that in your uh, your in your uh, in your hard sided blinds you got. Well, you know what my 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 uh, my tripod works fine in my blind. I leave it set up all the time. All I got to do, uh, a lot of times, I leave my rifle set <laughs> set up on it, and I just tilt it up, close the window, go to the house. I can see my blind from the house. Mm-hmm. So I am literally not worried about any theft or anything like that, and mainly because I have other guns in the house, too, you know, and other no. people around. No, but I've gotten good. so lazy, I don't even carry stuff back and forth. I take it out there once and leave it there. So it works pretty good. Yeah, don't be saying that on the air. People will be finding your stuff and stealing your stuff. No, they'll get it after the fight. They, they stole enough of my stuff down here. I don't want them taking anything from Missouri. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I uh, yeah, I I lost another trail camera the other day. Little snakers. Oh, really? Dang. Yeah. That's and, aggravating. And, and you know what? You, there, I don't know. Is there any way to procure them to where you, they absolutely can't get them? Because I've had them cut the tree down. Well, here's the thing. That was the last of my cameras that did not have a GPS tracker in it. If they would have took ah. the other one on the other side of the farm, I could have drove right to their house and got them. Or wherever the camera is, because I've I got that on my phone. It shows me where my camera is at all times. Yeah, is that a, a hidden device within those cameras? Do you? Know? Yeah, it's it's built into the camera, so they can't take it out. It yeah, it's nice. That's good. 
Because, yeah. you know, they make little devices that you can stick on your goodies. But the problem is people are starting to look for those. And if they see one, they just take it and throw it in a road ditch. Yeah, it's an air tag. That's what they call them. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's okay. It just gives me a chance to upgrade. So I've been working on my fall stuff for the, the radio networks and stuff. I've got this spring turkey contest we're doing. We're going to uh, we're gonna be uh, – doing a, a deal uh if you uh if you shoot i was going to do it if you shoot a, a turkey with a gearhead bow i'm giving away a three-day guided turkey hunt to slim knox county's whitetails there in northern missouri and then some dsd turkey decoys some rupert's roost and peace turkey call packages and stuff but uh, i talked to i talked to skip at gearhead that's the uh, the bow and crossbow company i'm working with now and uh, I said, uh, you want to do it where they got to do that? He goes, no. He goes, why don't you just say, have them send in a 30 or second uh, turkey clip of their hunt, and then we'll just we'll just pick a winner. And I said, well, okay. So I opened it up to where if you shoot it with a turkey with a gun or, or a bow or a crossbow, you can enter the contest. I just need a 30 or 60 second cam, uh, video from a Tacticam camera so I can upload it because I'm going to partner with Tacticam on this. But uh, so I've I've been I've been working on that, Dan. And then for the fall, we're gonna I'm gonna do something that I haven't done in 26 years of broadcasting. I'm gonna do a doe contest this fall, and I am gonna make everybody either have a gearhead bow or vertical bow or a crossbow because I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be picky on this one. But uh, I've got like seven six seven grand worth in this already built up in this package. Whoa, that's sweet, man. Yeah, I'm going to give away a $5,000 whitetail hunt to Kansas, the Triple H. Uh, they get to go on a late season hunt with me for six days. That's your that's your hunt, your guides, your meals, your lodging, everything. And then they're going to get a bow, Tacticam cameras. Uh, they're going to get a deer a DSD deer decoy, game hide camo package. I mean, it's it's going to be a big deal. But uh, every time, here's what the here's what the deal is, Dan. And I think this is fun. If you go out and if you shoot a doe. And you do the recovery. You FaceTime Skip at Gearhead on the recovery. That's all you got to do for the contest. Is just FaceTime him and do the recovery, so we can take that and put it on the site. We're going to call it the uh, Doe Patrol contest. That sounds amazing. You know, well, you give away a lot of stuff, but that's one heck of a package right there. Well, I, it's going to be fun. It's going to put meat in everybody's freezers, you know, because we all need to take a, you know, a deer or two, and uh, that way we're feeding our family. And it's good. It's good conservation. We're helping with the buck doe ratio. So, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, so we'll start doing that in August or September, whenever we get closer to the seasons. But uh, yeah, I'm already working on the fall already, Dan. It's only February. Well, strange you should mention that because Michelle just brought it up this evening that. Uh, you know, we both read an article about the, the price of beef is going to skyrocket here before long. Yep. And the closest thing to beef that I know is venison. So her comment to me was, hey, dude, you better get some more venison in the freezer. That <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> goes hand in hand with what you're talking about, Dope Patrol. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it just it, it helps. It helps with the grocery bill every week. That's for sure. 823 and some change. Wow. Uh, let me take a Dan, hang on. We'll be right back on the big 550 KTRS. <laughs> Back to the KTRS Outdoor Show on the Big 550 with Outdoors Dan, Dan Young, and Dan Brothers. All right, welcome back to the Big 550 KTRS. So did you go fishing this week, Dan, or what you, what you doing? Uh, yeah, we went one time, and we did okay. Not great. We did okay. Happy, though. Uh, you know, by the time I got in a clean fish, Michelle was happy. Mm. Uh, the weather's just been so bad, Dan, you can't believe it. I mean, it, we've never... 
you know, the la- not last year because that was hurricane year, but the year before that when we were here, we never turned the furnace on one time, not one single time. We've had it on probably half the time down here this year. And we had friends come in from Lake of the Ozarks this week to spend time with us. So that was another reason to keep us off the water. But other, other than that, it, the weather was bad anyway. We went out for a boat ride, and everybody was bundled up. They looked like Santa Claus sitting in the back of the boat. And I put the Isinglass on to, to block the, you know, the cold wind from everybody, but it was still doggone cold. We went up to Boca Grande and toured around up there. And uh, it, just, it just wasn't any fun even boat riding. Hmm. Well, that's just that's just a shame. I tell you, the wallies and uh, they're catching a lot of wallies and crappie and sauger right now up here. There's there's still six seven inches of ice uh, on most of the lakes up here, and they're they're catching some fish. Well, winter fishing overall in the Midwest now. I don't know about Iowa, but I'm talking about Missouri. It, it's it's just incredible because people through through live scope and through people just getting out and trying it more than anything else in the world. You know, it used to be in the wintertime, nobody fished. You could, you could look out across the lake. When I lived on Lake of the Ozarks, I could look out there and I'd never see a boat. And now, uh, man, I mean, the fishermen are out there. They're having tournaments. They're having winter tournaments all year long. And uh, just amazing, you know. But speaking of that, speaking of tournaments, we had the big BASS tournament uh, down here on Lake Okeechobee. I think it was 157 boats. And uh, part of it was I knew about 25 of them because they were all from Missouri. <laughs> a lot of friends of mine from Truman and Lake of the Ozarks and, and Table Rock and Bull Shoals all, all went down there to fish in this tournament and also to get in a little bit of a winter vacation. But it was tough. I mean, a lot of guys, a couple of my friends caught one or two fish in three days. Roland Martin, Jr. Set Scott Martin. He's not Jr. What am I thinking? It's Scott Martin, <laughs> Roland Martin's son. <laughs> He, he set. I'm sleepy. He set the record. He set the record for the largest catch ever in a BASS tournament. Ninety pounds of bass weighed in in three days, and that's just incredible. He had two fish pushing ten pounds. I mean, the man is a machine on Lake Okeechobee. Now, of course, he's got a legitimate excuse because he grew up there. You know, and Roland and Marianne. Martin's Marina there at Lake Okeechobee is probably the most famous. And, you know, one of the most famous bass fishing places in the world is Lake Okeechobee. So I wasn't surprised that that many Missouri boys came down there to fish, but I was surprised that they didn't do any better. That shows you how much different fishing is down here than it is in the Midwest. Well, aren't they spawning down there right now? They are. They're just, they're just starting. Haven't quite started yet. Right around the middle of the February is is the best time that they really get cranked up. So it's it's pre-spawn yet, but they're in shallow looking for uh, the spots. But what one of the things that's happened is they sprayed a lot of the lake to kill off some of the milfoil mm-hmm. as it was choking up the, the waterways and the like, the, the lanes that you run through. And it had a little bit of, a, of an adverse effect because the water got real muddy in some of these places. And it was hard to find pockets. The lake is so big; it's just it's 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 like the ocean. I mean, it's, look at the state of Florida, and look at look at a map of the state of Florida, and look at Lake Okeechobee, and you'll see it takes up a vast per- portion of Central Florida is all Lake Okeechobee. Well, what happened is this water got muddy, and the fish in that water just it's it stunned them, it shocked them, and they're just not biting. So unless you knew exactly where to go. Um, you know, there were there just wasn't any fish caught. Pe- people went. Some people caught no fish, 
and he caught 90 pounds of fish in three days. I saw every day on the news down here they had drone footage, which is really cool now what they're doing with drones. They had drone footage of, of flying over the lake and watching some of these anglers fish. And I'm not sure that – I'm just not sure. I don't know. I didn't hear any reports, but I'm suspect. Some of those drones might have been private and looking in on like a guy like Scott Martin and seeing what kind of lures he was using and where he was fishing so they could report back to their friends and tell them where to go fish. I don't know. I'm speculating on that because I know there were just dozens and dozens of uh, fishermen in the same areas on Lake Okeechobee, as big as it is. Now, you know, the old timers used to say when I was just a little child that uh, 90% of the fish are in 10% of the lake. And that's probably the case on Okeechobee this year, and that's one of the reasons that Scott Martin did so well. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, at least somebody's fishing. You well, know, these my... drones are changing outdoors, though, Dan. I mean, you know, there's – do you know uh, drone recovery for deer is really getting popular? And, well, uh, it, depends, it depends on the state, though, Dan, because like in Kansas – But I was going to say, it's illegal in some states. They don't yeah. allow you to use them. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't know why they would not allow you to use them if you can use them for something else. I don't know why you can, can't can use them. You know, I, I don't understand. But they're all over the place, and some of them are so silent, you don't even know they're up there watching you. Yeah, they got thermal drone uh, where they can go and see, you know, they can see blood. And, I mean, yeah, they got some neat technology. You just got to you gotta watch what's going on. I'm telling you, man, some of the states out west are losing their mind on some of this stuff. Uh, they're outlawing, they're gonna, they're outlawing more than trail cameras. And um, now they're talking about uh, some of the technology where they're going to outlaw some sites. Um, like the Garmin, those Garmin uh, archery sites, there's several states. You can't use those now. Uh, those got the built-in rangefinder, so you can just take your thumb, and when you're at full draw, hit your thumb, and it'll give you the, the range. Several states have outlawed those already. and uh, But you can use a rangefinder, but they, you just can't use it on your site. And it's like, what's the difference? I understand that. Yeah, I don't get that either. If you're going to outlaw it, all outlaw it all together, you know. Well, you know, and they have they have limits on wildlife that you can harvest in, in all categories. They all have by zones uh, out west. It's all busted up into zones. It's not just states. Yeah. Uh, it's not just counties. I mean, it's zones. And so they, they can control how many animals are harvested in each zone. So what do they care? You know, that's why I like Texas. You go to Texas and you get a license. You, as an example, if you get a deer tag, any weapon you can use. You can get them with your Ford F-150 if you want. They don't care. <laughs> They've just allowed you to harvest a deer, and they want you to go out and get it and be successful, and they, your choice of weapons is up to you. I don't think they'll let, let you use a Ford F-150, folks. Dan's being well, not on purpose unless yeah. you're owning an insurance company or something. You know, <laughs> If your name is Geico, if you're Mr. Geico, maybe you could do it. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, I, I got to tell you a quick story, too. Way back when, when, in like the early 80s, when I was working for Tony Knight at night muzzleloading, we went to New Mexico, and we could not use uh, scopes or uh, EDOT sites on our muzzleloaders and it was really a pain for me you know i was wearing glasses and having some vision issues and son of a gun trying to shoot iron sights on a muzzleloader at a at an elk uh was probably more difficult than when i bow hunted i could probably do better with a bow and then they finally rescinded that tony fought real hard he went to the state legislature and everything else and 
lobbied for uh, for you know the rights of hunters and by golly they won but it wouldn't surprise me that they're going backwards now i think california may be encroaching upon new mexico or something yeah i don't know i i was kind of looking at elk tags and stuff because i'd like to get one more elk in the next year or two it probably won't happen this year i think i'm going mule deer hunting this fall in montana so uh, I'm gonna try. Uh, I'm gonna go get one more with my bow. I'd like to get a, a one little bit bigger one in velvet or just out of velvet. So, but uh, I'd like maybe next year. I'd like to. I'd like to do one more elk. If I can get one more elk with my bow, uh, I'd be. I'd, I'd be satisfied with that. Getting three, because I mean I've been nine, ten times, and I've only gotten two. So it's about average. Well, you know, it, it can be challenging. It could be expensive. It, it is so cool, and it is so much fun, and it is such an experience. And it's so hard for me now to look back on it. I, I can't take a Western hunt anymore. So it, it's all in the past for me. And luckily, I have, you know, some elk on the wall. I have uh, lots of photographs and certainly eons worth of memories that I can remember vividly climbing those mountains and running around. The people that I met out there, some of those people – out west are the most unique people I've ever met in my entire life. I mean, I, I don't mean this wrong too much. I'm just saying, but if you go to Ohio, they're kind of the same kind of people as us, or you go to Indiana, but you go to Wyoming or to New Mexico or to Colorado up in the mountains. And those are some very unique people that are some of the toughest, nicest, sweetest, uh, most caring people I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. I don't know. I just there's something about it. Just being up on a on a ridge, or you know, being and just uh, you know, sitting off a wallow or whatever, and just start hearing those cow calls. And you, man, when you hear that bugle, and I'll never like I, you know, I didn't even get to draw my bow. I I was watching the video of this elk the other day. I was going through stuff, and I was sitting up on a wallow. I was 26 yards away from the wallow, and I was sitting in these little uh, cedar, these six five six foot uh, pine trees. And I heard uh, I heard a cow call below me, and then I heard a bugle, and, and I'm going, man, that's that's not that far away. And the next thing I know, I heard a pop, pop, and I looked. I just kind of turned my head to, to the left and looked over my shoulder, and all I could see was antlers. He was right behind me, and uh, man, I was shaking. I turned the camera on. I had grabbed my bow, and he started cutting to the left, and I had a clear cut to the left of me i had about a 22 25 yard shooting lane that i was going to try getting before he was dropping down into the wallow and uh the wind swirled and he busted me but i mean i I sat there for 10 minutes at least after he left and ran off and it just i was shaking i mean i mean dan it's just that stuff just it's 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 amazing man I, i i wish everybody could experience that once in their lifetime I agree. If you, if you, and not everybody, but people that enjoy the outdoors and hunting as much as you and I, there's a lot of people that wouldn't want out there. But, uh, you know, and it's, it's funny, Dan, some of the encounters, I call them encounters, every one of them. Some of the encounters I've had with wildlife all, uh, halfway around the world uh, were, were failures and, and things that happened, just like you stated, things that happened to me when for whatever reason, and there's been just hundreds of different reasons, I didn't get the animal that I was after. And especially when I was real close to them, uh, those are vivid. Those memories stay in my mind forever. Uh, sometimes I think a lot more than if I did harvest the animal. So uh, the experience 
is far, far greater than the kill. Don't you agree? Yeah, it just, I don't know. I could still smell the, I, I could still smell the pines and stuff. You know, you could just, I mean, the, the memory is that vivid, you know, from that. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's an adventure, that's for sure. 840 and some change here on the Big 550. Dan and I will be right back. Back to the KTRS Outdoor Show on the Big 550 with Outdoors Dan, Dan Young, and Dan Brothers. All right, welcome back to the Big 550. Dan, it's the start of catch and keep trout season in St. Louis City. Yeah. First, all the screen. What we'll be talking about is it gets a little bit closer. That's a big day in Missouri. That's that's thousands of people that go out there. Uh, well, I'm talking about the the city trout program. I know you are urban. Oh. It's called Urban Dan. Yeah, yeah, urban. <laughs> Urban, urban. I, yeah. I know yeah. Keith Urban, but where that word came from? Yeah, that's all right. Everybody should go get as many trout as they can because they they can't tolerate that hot water. So no, and you know what? Some of them are lunkers. They they put some nice sized trout in there. Yeah, no, I I and still say it. fried trout is still my favorite. Man, it doesn't even taste like trout when you fry it. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever. I don't know I've ever had it that way. Yeah, have uh, have Michelle air fry some trout for you sometime. You're going to say, Dan, I'll be telling Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I went to dinner tonight with a with a friend of mine who's 20 years younger than me, and we talked about a guy. You know, I don't even know anybody right now, Dan, at my age that knew my father, that I could tell stories about Dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been gone that long, and all my friends that are older are gone. But this guy worked for Denny Dennis, uh I guess, my gosh, I don't remember. I, I didn't even know he was 20 years younger than me. But he sold me my first bow, which was a Browning. And, you know, Browning had come into him and I'm sure gave him a bow to, to represent them, you know. And I walked in there and I said, hey, Denny said I need to get into bow hunting because he wants to go bow hunting with me. And uh, he said, okay. He said, what do you want? And I said, man, I don't know anything about archery. And I need the whole setup ready to go. And he said, well, I'll tell you what, I got my bow here. That, that's, that's all set up and been shooting real well, and I'm, I'm about to get a new bow. Would you like to buy my old bow? And I said, sure. So I bought his old bow and hunted with it for years before I moved on, as all bow hunters do, to a, to a different brand and everything else. But we started telling stories about Denny and archery. And I laughed so hard, I had forgotten a lot of them. And, you know, Denny never practiced. He never, never even talked about bow hunting. Until it was time to go bow hunting, then he grabbed a bow, and I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if he grabbed one off the shelf. I really wouldn't. I don't know if he had his own or not, but I'll never forget the time. And Daryl remembered it too. Daryl Coney's the friend I'm talking about. When when Denny said, "Come over to my house, I want to shoot this new bow," and we went over to his house and we go out behind, and he had a bale of straw out there with a target on it, and he draws this bow back and shoots, and we hear clickety 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 whack. They go, what in the world is that? So we go running over the hill, and here the, the arrow had clicked off at several trees before it went into his neighbor's house about a, a foot oh, deep. No. We, we couldn't get it out, and it was a broadhead he was shooting. So we unscrewed the broadhead and left the broadhead in that guy's house and crept back up the field to his house. And for years after that, we talked about, I wonder if that guy ever found that broadhead jammed in at the side of his house. So mm. I really enjoyed telling Denny stories tonight. Well, that's all right. James, speaking of stories, what do you got going on tonight? 
<laughs> well, that's tonight, awesome. Tonight, Hello? you said? I said, speaking of stories, what do you have on the show tonight? tonight see, you, you, you caught me off guard because I didn't catch that part. You were so uh-huh. smooth with your transition. Well, that's uh, okay. Tonight, we've got film critic on with us, Janelle Brimer. She's going to be talking with myself and Joey V, my executive producer, about our most anticipated films of 2024. And we're going to review the new film that's out, Argyle, with Henry Cavill and John Cena. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So, uh, anyway... So Does Dan, Argyle mean besides socks? Uh, yeah, that movie bombed. By the way, yeah, the movie did not do well at the box office this weekend. It wasn't it wasn't a good weekend for that film. Yeah, they want to make a, they want to make some money. They need to make a new bow hunting movie. Is what they need to do. They are showing a Hunger Games twofer on AMC later tonight, Dan. <laughs> yeah, if that would help bow. you out with the bow hunting. <laughs> yeah, they need a new. Yeah. They need to make a Jeremiah Johnson bow hunting adventure epic. Jeremiah, that, 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 that was a bullfrog, in, right? That that would make millions, right, Dan? Yeah, I think it would too. No, Jeremiah was a different guy than your bullfrog. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was. Well, I don't know if he was real or not. I think he was. I think that movie was based on Hugh Glass, if I remember right. It was based on Hugh Glass. Yeah, he was a mountain uh, man, James. Was, as <clears> was <throat> the Revelant. Wasn't the Revelant based on him too? I believe so. Yeah. 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 See, I know my stuff when it comes to that kind of stuff. But what James is talking about, <laughs> man, I'm a moose with a different hat rack. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably go out and try and do a little shed hunting this week. It's if the, we're supposed to have nice weather until Thursday, so I might sneak out and see if I can see some sheds. I've seen some great photos of people picking up sheds, and uh, and I've seen two people I know that were lucky enough to get both sides of really nice deer. Hmm. Yeah is is uh is the is your boy doing that? I don't know. No, he was goose hunting, so I don't know that he uh, has gotten into any. Yeah, he. Yeah, I know he found one the last time he was up to the farm, and I told him go find the other one, and he said he didn't have time. But uh, and that was a couple of weeks ago, um, yeah, I, so I'm hoping. I had George no, I, Lynch. I had George Lynch on the show yesterday, and he was talking about snow geese. He said, in his opinion, snow geese are the most intelligent geese. Is that? Do you agree with that? Well, I think it is, and I don't know if he told you why, but I think it's because they are birds of number. They they don't ever fly singles or doubles or a little flock of four or five there are thousands and thousands of them and you know people call it when they find them in a field they call it a feed and when they find a a snow goose feed they don't want to even bother hunting them unless there's two three four thousand of them out there so i think he's probably right when you get that many eyes looking at you man one little this fraud it's out of place and they're not going to come in well, he if I under, if I remember right from yesterday, he said that they get hunted more than the other geese do. Well, they get slaughtered. Yeah, they absolutely do because they they have to thin them out. The, the game commissions have got together not only in all the states but in the Canadian provinces as well. Uh, they're they're destroying the tundra. They're destroying farmer fields because of these thousands of geese come in. So they have allowed hunters to. It's almost unlimited. You can you have to shoot them with a shotgun yet, but you can have the plug out so if your shotgun will hold 12 shells that's fine you can call them with electronic callers uh, you know the the shooting hours are a little bit longer so and and you get them in the spring when they're coming back north and uh, that those are all reasons put together that they become so smart because they have a lot more hunting pressure uh, you know you never have, have a pair of them that go find some little beaver dam and hangs out for a while they stay in those groups of thousands upon thousands. 
Yeah, that's pretty much what he said. So I, I, I always learn something new when I have George on. He's he's always he's always good to listen to. And I believe anything George says. He knows his stuff. Yeah, he's good. Him, him and him and Diane are good people. Yeah. So what are you doing this week? Are you gonna? Is it gonna warm up for you at all? Or you, what's the deal? Uh, we were, it's going to warm up toward the end of the week, and we're hoping there, there's some serious winds after this front goes through. There are small craft warnings and everything else. You know, we never deal with that in Missouri. You can go sneak around a bluff bank or something and get out of the wind, but not down here in the Gulf of Mexico. When it blows that hard, even the commercial fishermen won't take you out. I don't know how they make a living, Dan. You know, you say, well, I'm down here with my brother-in-law and my sister's cousin's mother's uncle, and we want to go fishing on next Thursday. And they book, and you book a trip with a captain, and then the weather gets bad, and they won't go. When, when the wind is up, you know, if it rains, they don't care about that. Yeah. But if the wind is up, they'll just tell you, cancel the trip, and thusly, they don't make any money. Yeah, there you go. All right, we've got to run. Tell everybody good night, sir. Well, run, and good night, sir. And I uh, hope everybody stays safe and get outdoors when you can. Listen to us next week. Yeah, go check out Dan's Facebook post about the old man and the uh, and the dog. It was a good post. I just liked it, Dan, by the way. That is a good one. Yeah, Robert Work. You did good on that one. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you. Tell Michelle hi. All right. See ya. There he goes, Danny Brothers. All right. Can you believe it? Two hours has flew by tonight. I'm telling you. It, it flew by for me. It's like, it's already 9 o'clock already. Uh, Mr. Uh, whatever his name is. What's his name? James. That's right. James is going to take it over now. <laughs> And I, I, I'm sorry, he's not having Batman on tonight. I feel bad about that. James, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be Batman 24-7. If I had my druthers, I would do a Batman 24-7 show, Dan, but I uh, keep waiting for not you to everyone do ul- will enjoy that. Yeah, when are you going to do an Ultraman show? You've never done an Ultraman show. That's not my wheelhouse. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. Yeah? There, there's some people out there who probably want you to talk about Ultraman. <laughs> I don't know. I was I was thinking about you. I watched Big Bang Theory the other day, and the comic book store guy. I just you popped into my head. It's like that. That's my buddy James right there. Appreciate that, Clark. <laughs> See you. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for us. Keep it on the Big Five Fifty until we meet uh, next week, God willing. We're all in it together. Be good to one another, and we'll see you next time. God bless everybody. Good night. The views and opinions expressed in the preceding paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners.